0: Welcome to peculiar stories and far out tales. My name is Kim Ellen,
1: and I'm Anna Howington.
0: And I think Anna's going to jump right in.
1: I am today. So, have you ever heard of the Oakville, Washington incident?
0: No, <laughs> I don't. Nope, I've never heard of Oakville, Washington.
1: Okay, I'm going to take you back. The year is 1994. Oh, <laughs> way back. <laughs> Way back. (laughs) To 1994. August 7th, 1994. You know, that's a lot further back than we think because we're old now. (laughs) Yes,
0: that's true. Yes, it wasn't like last week. It feels like it was. When somebody, like, talks about 2000, you're like, oh, that was, like, what, five years ago? Like, (laughs) yeah.
1: I know. All right. So, on August 7th, 1994... Early in the morning in Oakville, Washington, police officer David Lacey was on patrol. Yeah. So because the night was really late, he decided to bring a friend along with him to help him stay awake. It's a very small town, uh, maybe about like 750 people at the time. So he just called up his buddy and was like, hey, I got to go on this patrol. It's going to be all night. So come hang out. Is that a
0: thing? People can just...
1: (laughs) I guess so. I don't... I. Hmm. I don't know. I know you hmm. can do ride-alongs, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. is Like, don't they hmm. do that for, like, kids? Like, oh, you want to be a police officer? Come ride-along.
0: Yeah, I feel like they probably, like, purposefully make sure they're not going to, like, drug houses and stuff then, though, right? Like, which may that maybe he would do that, too. I don't know how big.
1: I don't really feel like there were a lot of drug houses in Oakville, Washington. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't even a thousand people there, so... That's true. I mean, maybe. Maybe it's like, you know, the epicenter of the heroin trade or something. And we just don't know. It
0: all comes out of Oakville, Washington.
1: They've got just fields of poppy somewhere. (laughs) I don't think so.
0: You can't get, uh, what is it, Sudafed? What do they make? uh, Is that crack or is that meth? Sudafed. Yeah. No, I think they make meth out of that. You can't get any anti-allergy
1: medicine anywhere Actually, I think Washington there is a real problem with that. I mean, that's a problem with that everywhere, but
0: yeah, probably. But
1: it was 1994. I don't know if mm-hmm. that was the big mm-hmm. like time for meth.
0: Anyway, I know that you didn't ha- I know that you didn't have to get, you know how like now you have to show your like driver's license to get I I have quite bad allergies and Claritin is my drug of choice. <laughs> and you have to like show your ID and like write down Do you, have you ever had to do
1: that? Uh, no, but I don't really have allergies, so. Oh, well, uh, yeah, I've always had to do
0: it, and I remember, it started when I was in Canada, because I remember coming back to the United States and being like, oh, Claritin, and they like, make you like, sign your life away for it, and I was like, oh my god, like, everything's changed.
1: I read something that in Canada, you can buy like, codeine over the counter.
0: Oh, I don't, I I don't know about codeine, but you, you, they, yeah, the. At least when I was there, the drugs were not as like over the what was considered over the counter is not as protected as it is here. But Mm -hmm. like, yeah, when I came back, they were like, "I need your driver's license, and you need to like sign this thing, and you can only buy so much within like a month or whatever." We're gonna come by
1: your house in two weeks. Make sure you're not cooking meth. Just check up on you. And I
0: remember, I remember (laughs) I moved to because I moved from Canada to California, and I was like, "Oh, okay." And then I when I moved back to Texas. I, like, went to go get some Claritin, and they, like, didn't do that, and I, like, called my sister, and I was like, oh, did they just, like, not care, and she's like, no, you got the wrong stuff then, like, and I didn't, I didn't, oh, she yeah. knew, no. She knew what the what's rules- your sister yeah. up to, yeah, right, she just, yeah, I didn't get the D, I didn't get the Claritin D, she's like, it's, yeah, oh, you didn't get I the see. right stuff, <laughs> you didn't get the good stuff,
1: <laughs> and you had, like, horrible allergies after that, and
0: you're like, god damn it, I went back is. to the store, I was like, I need the good Claritin, the one that's behind the counter, yeah. please, <laughs>
1: Anyway, so they're hanging out in the car, just, like, chilling, waiting for his shift to be over. Maybe they're blasting some Nirvana. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What did they do in the 90s? Um, some, uh, what was it? Was, was it Kiss? Another was big Kiss band big the in the 90s? Soundgarden. Sound I think Kiss was the 80s. Was it? I thought it was early 90s. I don't know. Maybe. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. Look, we were children. We don't really remember. <laughs> I don't remember. We were listening at all. to Hanson back yes. then. Yes. Oh, maybe they were blasting some Hanson. Maybe they
0: were. Maybe into that.
1: they were. Maybe mm-hmm. they were. Mm-hmm.
0: You never know. You never know.
1: Anyway, uh, all of a sudden it starts to rain. So that's not a big deal for this area. It rains all the time in Oakville, Washington. It's like 150 days out of the year that they get rain. So. You know, they're like, okay, it's starting to rain. And they turn on their windshield wipers. But the rain is not rain. (gasps) Instead, it's this gelatinous substance that starts to smear across their windshield. Ew. Now, they're in the middle of nowhere. They're not, like, by any plants, like, nothing. They're just, like, sitting on the side of the road and these, like, blobs... Of like jello are falling from the sky on their car. Gross. Yeah. So it was so thick they couldn't even really see through the windshield. And they were just able to like pull into a gas station and it was really difficult because they could hardly see.
0: Like dumb and dumber it? Were they like hanging out the window? To... Oh, I yeah. don't know.
1: No, they weren't. They weren't doing that oh, because okay. that would have been really, really bad.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So. All across Oakville, torrents of this jello rain were coming down. Ew. So when they get to the gas station, Officer Lacey gets out of the car. He puts on some gloves and he starts to scoop the goo up off of the patrol car. He describes the substance as being very mushy. He said it was almost like you had jello in your hand and you could pretty much squish it through your fingers. We did have some bells go off in our head, he said, that basically that this isn't right, this isn't normal. <laughs> good. No shit, Officer Lacey. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes,
0: that is some good detective wow. work there, sir. Yep.
1: Uh, not. I mean, I'm not making fun of him. I mean, I am, but like, come on.
0: <laughs> it's just kind of a funny statement to make, to yeah. be like, and I knew that wasn't, well, I don't know, I'm giving a Southern accent, but like, I knew that wasn't yeah. right. Like, yes, yes,
1: <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> so overnight, the rain stopped, And the next afternoon, he gets horribly ill Mm. to the point that he could hardly breathe. He could hardly walk. He was super dizzy. He had to go to the doctor. He said it was the worst he'd ever felt in his whole life. Uh. And he wasn't the only one. Another Oakville resident, Donnie Hearn, came out onto her porch that morning to find what she thought was hail covering her front deck and her front lawn. But she said she picked it up. And only then did she find out that it was this soft, gooey substance. It was clear, and it didn't smell like anything, but it was just, like, very mushy. And then later that day, she falls really ill. She also gets dizzy, nauseated, and an hour later, her daughter finds her collapsed on the bathroom floor. She's just, like, sprawled out, totally unconscious.
0: It reminds me of, like, um, like if you ever had, like, a diaper explode, like, a regular diaper, with all the, like, the stuff that's in diapers kind of reminds me of that kind of mushy, clear stuff, like.
1: No, I guess, avoid children.
0: Well, I guess I, <laughs> I know from, from working in pools, like, if you take a regular diaper into a pool, it just, like, fills oh, up and no. then, like, explodes.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And they've exploded, that's like, gross. on, it's gross, yes. And they've exploded on, like, pool decks that moment of like what is this because it just looks like goo all over the place like this like i feel white... like that's something kind of specific to your so, job yes all the lifeguards out there know what i'm talking about <laughs> i've never
1: seen that they, they allow children in diapers and pools you, they have
0: pool diapers like they have diapers that are specifically designed for the pool
1: <laughs> i mean how how good is that i feel like
0: they're good they're good i mean I've i've never but
1: that's like that's like poop.
0: Yeah, Ooh, they have like gross. really tight legs and they're the I don't know what's in them, but they're like specifically designed like water diapers like they could not be waterproof though. No, I imagine they're not like totally waterproof, but like and then they have like water shorts like at the pools I've worked at you required like two layers. And so you have like the diaper and then like plastic shorts or whatever.
1: Oh, I have something to ask you about this now that. I oh. think of it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is, has nothing to do with anything we're talking about. That's okay. Um, okay, so I joined my local pool this summer, which after hearing this, I'm probably not going to go back. Ow. Um, but I did. And, like, I always get a little freaked out by public pools, and I know I shouldn't. And I'm sorry. I know this is your life's work. Yes. <laughs> um, but, like, they charged me so much mm. for the season, and I want to ask you is this normal because I feel like it's too much money. Like how much do you guys charge for a season pass to your pool? Well, I mean I
0: feel like comparing cost of living expenses in New York to middle of nowhere Texas might not be fair, but
1: it's not that big of a pool. It's outdoors. There's only one of them and if they they Is it just
0: the pool? Like it's not attached to just a gym? Just the pool. Oh.
1: No, just the pool, and I would have to pay extra for the tennis courts. It's just pool and tennis courts, and that's it. That's all they've got. We're a small town. Oh. They charge me $250. For
0: what's the season? Like, just the summer um,
1: season? Yeah, just the summer oh, season. Yeah, that... June to August. Oh. Like, maybe into, like, the first weekend of September. June
0: to August? Like, three months? yes oh yeah that's like what is that 75 dollars yeah 70 yeah. yeah that's a lot for a month like not even a dollar a day like two to two what would that be two three dollars a day yeah that seems like a lot if you went every day
1: i am not going every day to the pool. what is like
0: the can you get like a drop-in or is it only
1: no oh, you can't get a drop-in and you can bring a guest mm. you can bring a guest four times but you have to pay 40 dollars, and then they have to pay 10 dollars when they come Hmm. Isn't that bullshit? Like Yeah, that's like, that
0: does seem like a lot.
1: It's way too much. I mean, I was already there, and I just felt pressured. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, I'm going to join the pool. And I went in, and they were like, it's this much. And I was like, really? Yeah. And they were like, yeah. And I was like, uh, oh, okay, <laughs> And I shouldn't have done it. That's... And I've only been three times. And now that I know about this diaper stuff, I don't think I'm ever going to go again. It <laughs> just it's... wasted $250. It does
0: seem high, but I've never worked at like a country club or
1: anything either. It's like not just... a country club. It's just the local pool. Really? It's like literally the city government's pool. Yeah. I'm
0: trying to like justify it. I'm like, well, is it a, like, is it part of your HOA or is it No, like, yeah. no.
1: This is city government.
0: Oh, uh, no. Yeah, that seems D- nothing. like a lot. Like, Oh, can nothing... you go to other city pools then? Or is this the one city? No, oh.
1: <laughs> you can only go there. Yeah, and they don't. It's and lot. it's not even like a big pool. They only have three lanes for swimming. Ugh,
0: no. Yeah, that's a lot. That seems ridiculous. It's a lot. I feel like it might.
1: And then half the summer, they didn't have chairs. They were like, oh, <laughs> something with COVID. We're not giving you guys chairs. So I get there and I'm like, I don't even get a chair. <laughs> what am I paying for? Chairs hmm they brought chairs in last week okay and so now I have a chair I will say
0: that everything I've been reading there's no uh cases of COVID that have been tied to a public pool yeah you should be safe in that sense
1: but yeah that I'm not scared of the COVID I'm scared of the baby poop (laughs) yes yeah that's That's always a problem but yeah I just thought they just didn't allow them in the pool I guess no I've seen babies in the pool what did I think what was I thinking they probably have
0: I imagine they require a couple layers, but there are definitely yeah. water diapers <laughs> that are designed to be worn in the pool. I don't trust them. Mm, you should <laughs> look into it. I don't know if that's the right thing, <laughs> But I, yes, that sounds like a lot of money for, like I said, I keep like trying to think of excuses for like, maybe this is why it costs so much. And every time you say no. So yes, it seems like a lot of money. Yeah, and the
1: pool's like fine. I mean, they have like a snack stand. But it's not free. Hmm. Okay, anyway. Okay, so, where was I? (laughs) Diaper do.
0: The lady got sick and and fell in the bathroom.
1: Yes, so she is down and out. Like, her daughter comes in, finds her. She's like, oh my gosh. Dottie spends the next three days in the hospital. And she, she eventually is, they, like, get her better. But the only thing that they can say that she definitely had was a severe ear infection. What? Like, they're confounded. They're like, we don't know what happened. But her daughter, seeing all those blobs on the front steps and in the yard, took some of the material to have it analyzed at the hospital. She's like, I got to figure out what this stuff is because clearly, like, something made my mom sick and there's this weird stuff falling from the sky. So she picks up some of the material and she brings it to a lab technician at the hospital. And the lab technician takes a look at it and he's like... There's human white blood cells in this.
0: <gasps> what? Ew. <laughs> that grosses me out so much. Oh no. I know. Yeah.
1: I know. Yeah. And uh, Donnie wasn't the only one that got sick. Officer Lacey wasn't the only one that got sick. The whole town pretty much, like, came down with illness. Resident Beverly Roberts explains in an interview that the whole town seemed to just get sick with this horrible flu that lasted for, like, months. Yeah. She said everyone just got, like, super sick, and nobody could figure out what was going around, and it wasn't just, like, a week or even two. It was, like, several weeks on end that they were sick. Yuck. uh... So the sample that Dottie's daughter picked up from the front lawn is eventually sent to Washington State Department of Health, where microbiologist Mike McDowell found two types of bacteria, and... What he found, and I'm going to try to pronounce these correctly, and you can do I'm it. sure you I'm going to fail. The first type of organism was called Pseudomonas fluorescence, and the second was Enterobacter cloacae*. Huh.
0: <laughs> that first one sounded very medical. That second one sounds like hawaiian or something (laughs) that's
1: what i thought too and it's spelled like c l o c a c e or something like that anyway Hmm. i didn't spell it out here i wrote it phonetically and (laughs) like google pronunciated that like four times and i'm sure i still said it wrong (laughs) anyway if you're a scientist and you know what that means yeah great i don't but that's what was there or what he said he found um He said that also that these two organisms could lead to severe illness. Oh. Um, But before anyone could test the sample further, the samples disappeared. (gasps) Oh, no. Yeah, I know. So there are a couple of uh, theories on what it could be. Uh Initially, people speculated that it was human waste from an airliner. But the FAA said that would be impossible because it regulates the airliner's waste and all the waste has to be dyed blue. Yeah. And the substance was clear, not blue. Haven't you
0: seen those like blue blocks? I've seen pictures of those before. that, like supposedly come out of the planes. They're like Ooh, gross. Yeah. I've I've seen pictures of them before, like the blue cubes.
1: And I mean, even if it wasn't blue, it wouldn't be clear. Right. Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it wouldn't be like so like like, the, the pictures I've seen are, like, one block. Like, it's not that big of a block. Like, it, it couldn't, mm. like, cover a whole city either. Like, break up into pieces and cover a whole city. That wouldn't... That's weird.
1: Yeah, no, these were crystal clear in color, and they were uniform. It was all the same substance everywhere. Mm. So, also, this wasn't the only time it happened. Oh? It rained on Oakville, that substance, rained on Oakville six times during a three week period.
0: Just on that town, like not anywhere else. Just on that town, God, not anywhere else. I'd move. Oh, gross.
1: Six times Ugh. in three weeks. No. All these family pets died after coming in contact with it. So that's really sad. There were no human casualties that we know of, but people just kept getting sick. It was really bad. Mm-hmm. A year later, with no real answers from any authorities, Dottie decides to take a small amount that she stored away in her freezer to a private lab to see what it is. Because she's like, I'm not, nobody's telling me what's really in this and and how it got there.
0: What a busybody, Dottie. Goodness.
1: I mean, it put her in the hospital for three days. She's like, what is going on? I mean, I would want to know if there's, like, anything that I should be worried about down the line. Like, it's pretty intense. It's the, like...
0: Keeping a bit of it that, like, seems very, like, sure, I'll give you what I have to go get tested, but I'm going to keep a little bit of it in case you, like, mess it up. Like, that seems really yeah, like. Yeah, I don't,
1: yeah. <laughs> but I, I, don't, no, I, don't I know, I know She had kept it in her freezer, and, you know, she, she sent it to this lab. The lab is called Amtest Labs, and a microbiologist there named Tim Davis saw what he thought was a, oh, man, how do I say this? Eukaryote. I don't know. Eukaryotic. I definitely said that wrong. No, I
0: think like a eukaryote. I feel like I've heard that before.
1: Eukaryotic
0: cell. So. That, that sounds fine to me. I'm just remembering my biology class. I think you're at least very close because, like, you yeah, you eukaryotic. Sorry. I'm oh,
1: eukaryotic. Going. Let me say that again. Yeah. I'm going to do this whole thing over Sorry. and pretend that I said it right <laughs> the whole time.
0: I don't know if that's right. I'm just like vaguely remembering like college biology and I feel like that was something that was said. Like,
1: Yes. This is a pretty basic like <laughs> biological <laughs> building block or something. I know it's really well known because there's like all this information on it. Yeah. I don't remember anything from school. <laughs> you just
0: blocked I it just, all out.
1: I know. I just have, I have like the worst memory. Like I barely remember what happened yesterday. <laughs> it's terrible. Or I remember like the stupidest shit. Like the things that I remember are really really very not very important anyway yeah eukaryotic Eukaryotic. oh thank you eukaryotic yeah um so basically this is a cell like i said that possesses a clearly defined nucleus and has a nuclear membrane that surrounds the nucleus in which the well-defined chromosomes which are bodies containing hereditary material are located basically all this means is it was alive Ugh. Gross. okay now i have a question for you as a texan <laughs> okay <laughs> okay i am this is not me defending george bush by the way <laughs> okay <laughs> just start off with that uh, is not not that at all not a good man so you remember when everybody made fun of him because he said nuclear wrong yes yeah okay but as a texan i have to say like for the life of me i don't think i can say it right yeah nuclear like i know it's <laughs> Nuclear. 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 But just something in my, like, the way in my my accent. And I don't even have a strong Mm -hmm. southern accent. Yeah. But it's nuclear. Yeah. But it's not. It's nuclear. Nuclear. Yeah, I don't know. To me, it didn't sound like he said it wrong at all. And I was like, what do you mean nuclear? And then every single time I say it, Elder's like, I don't think that's how you say it. I I feel like that's one of those. That's how we say it in Texas. Right.
0: I feel like that's one of those words that just everybody has a hard time. Like rural. Like there's a lot of words that I feel like. Like,
1: Rural. 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 (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like everyone just has a hard time. Like Nuclear. 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 Like,
1: but it's nuclear. Not nuclear.
0: Is that what? not nuclear? Nuclear. But it's.
1: <laughs> but when you say it, like you're just saying it, like a Texan, it's nuclear. Right. I don't know. I think
0: that's just a word people have a hard time saying.
1: But. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Okay. Back to Oakville, Washington. Yeah. Another theory was that the Air Force, during a bombing run out at sea, blew up a school of jellyfish. <laughs> <laughs> oh that was not what I
0: thought he was like blew up a school like was like I was like what and would come out somehow, of the school yeah like <laughs> I was like that's a weird <laughs> oh. no 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 oh. like the fish yes the school <laughs> of jellyfish got it okay
1: and the jellyfish bits got flown up into the atmosphere I guess and floated 50 miles inland. But that's a tough sell. I mean, it. <laughs> like, it would have smelled so bad, too, because it's, like, decomposing organic material, and it didn't smell, and I don't know. Uh, that There's no... Would there not have been a way to
0: test for that? Like, I feel like in the testing, they would have been like, oh, this is jellyfish goo,
1: too. Like, But all the samples have disappeared. Uh, but, like,
0: when they were testing it originally, like, I mean, is that not...
1: Well, okay, so it was only tested at a lab in the hospital, which they only look for, like, specific things there, right? right? Like, they're not, like, you know. Super
0: set up with. Every animal that's ever existed that could possibly be blown up.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then they took it to the Washington State Department of Health lab. And that's when Mike McDowell got his hands on it. But before he could do further testing, it disappeared. And we'll and we'll see what he has to say about that in just a second. <sighs> so, like I said, the theory of the jellyfish, that's really probably not what it is. <laughs>
0: I feel like that's like too drunk scientists like talking after work they were like
1: what if it's jellyfish man if- it's jellyfish like <laughs> that is there are literally only three theories okay. and that's one of them okay. <laughs> although not many people believe this theory <laughs> it's nonetheless become so popular within the community that it's prompted uh discussions of holding a jellyfish festival
0: <laughs> yes lean in
1: lean in exactly yeah even leading to the concoction of a new drink in honor of the strange incident, the drink in question is dubbed the jellyfish. And it's they sell this in bars there. Uh, it's comprised of vodka, gelatin and juice,
0: um, which I can't tell. if that, I mean, is that just a jello shot? Like, what is
1: <laughs> like, I don't know if it's like crushed up gelatin. I don't know. I don't know how they make it. We'll have to go to Oakville, Washington and order a jello. I mean,
0: if it's just a vodka and juice with some goo in it, like, I mean, I guess that's fine. Like, just some jello yeah. in it. Like, okay. I don't
1: know. I mean, whatever. Like, I think it has vodka in it. People will drink anything with vodka in it. Ugh,
0: I have such bad experiences with vodka. It's a problem. Oh, really? I don't really do vodka. <laughs> but I'm sure it's fine.
1: Yeah. I'm sure
0: this drink with goo Well, in it.
1: look, if we do go there, you have to order it because, sure. as you know, I don't drink. <laughs> yeah. So you'll have to try it out. You're going to have to just, like, Suck it you up. Know, take one for the team <laughs> yeah. and tell me how it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, the most commonly accepted theory is actually that it was a biological weapon being tested on Oakville residents. Uh, ew. So, yeah, I mean, look, uh, residents reported an abundance of low-flying military craft in the area during that time. And so, I mean, what else could it be? It just seems like maybe it was just like a test gone awry or maybe they were just testing it on a population to see like what it did or if they could make it happen. But like I said, we'll never know because the Department of Health in Washington claimed to have destroyed all the samples of the goo.
0: Oh, they said they destroyed it. It didn't just like disappear.
1: Well, destroyed, disappeared. Uh, I you know I'm not sure
0: that part is the part that freaks me out like it's
1: yeah well when you said it before
0: like when you said the first thing disappeared I was like oh maybe it's like you know water soluble or whatever and it just kind of like deteriorated but the fact that the other one that that lady had was fine until she gave it to somebody yeah is weird too like
1: yeah mm -hmm. well you're not the only one that thinks that Mike McDowell you know the guy who worked for the State Department Mm -hmm. the microbiologist that first tested the material He was interviewed after he retired, and he stated at that time, I think he didn't want to talk about it when he was still working for the department, but Hmm. after he retired, he stated that in 30 years of service to his job, that was the only sample that he was responsible for that ever went missing. He said, I came in and the material wasn't where it was supposed to be. I asked management what happened. And their response was, and these are their exact words, he said, do not ask. Uh, Oh,
0: that makes it, oh, that makes it, like, sinister. Like, it's not just, like, creepy now. It's, like, something, like, someone knew something. Like. Oh, totally. It's not just, like, whatever possible, like, natural explanation.
1: And whether it was a mistake or it was purposeful, it never got claimed. There was never an apology, there were never damages mm. paid out, Ugh. so yeah. So, like, it's just anyway. A uh, shout out to my sister in law Kathy for telling me about this story. Woohoo, Kathy! Because I didn't know about it. Yeah, and that's crazy. It was pretty cool to hear about i wonder how she knew about it
0: i don't know i gotta ask her yeah when people know like weird stories like that i'm like how did you stumble upon that (laughs) like yeah because she's not like it's not like she's like from washington or anything no
1: she's not yeah i think she's a
0: librarian right maybe she
1: just she's a librarian yeah
0: librarians know everything maybe she just knows everything they do yeah yeah yeah
1: she knows a lot she's a very smart lady yes very smart lady yeah um, but yeah, she was like, Have you heard about this gelatinous rain in Washington? I was like, No. No. <laughs> Do tell. Ugh. I just love that it was like in the 90s, too. Yes. Like, yeah,
0: this recent stuff. It's
1: like crazy yeah. to think about. Yeah. But cool. Anyway, so, but everybody survived, and so there's that, but still, it's just like really wild. So if you ever see like jello falling from the sky, stay inside. Don't touch it. Don't let your dogs out. Like, be careful. Be careful out there. There's Now there's a
0: new threat. Goo falling from the sky. <laughs> I just wonder if that's the standard. Like, is the standard just that no one died? Like, I feel like something happened that somebody's not owning up for, and they're just like, well,
1: no one died. No one died. Yeah, it's like, a yeah. oh, bro. I bet Dottie had some hospital bills, though, that yeah. she probably, like, covered. <laughs> yeah,
0: welcome to America.
1: Yeah. But. yeah. Anyway, yeah, oh. so that's it. Cool. Thank you. I, I, You're welcome.
0: I feel like you always have ones that, like, I've never even, like, I don't even have, like, a frame of reference for it. Like, I've never heard of any of these crazy things.
1: I like weather stuff, I think. I've done a couple of weather things now. Oh, yeah, you have. <laughs> I didn't think I was the
0: heat one.
1: The heat, Yeah. Yeah. You
0: have told a lot of weather
1: ones. Anything from the sky. UFOs, yes. heat, gelatinous rain.
0: Are you... You probably know. Do you know if you're, what is that, an air sign or what? I am not. Oh. I'm a
1: fire sign like you, no, girl. Oh, okay.
0: Okay. Well, then that's not it. Although I guess fire goes up to the sky.
1: It so, does. Yeah. We're trying to reach the stars. Yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, you ready for my story? Yep. Okay. So I am telling the story of North Sentinel Island and the Sentinelese. What? I've never heard of this. This has a bunch of, like, stories attached to it, and I think the last story you would have heard of. Like, I feel like when I start telling the last story, you'll have heard, you'll know what I'm talking about. Hmm. So, just a bit of background about North Sentinel Island. So, North Sentinel Island is this island in the Bay of Bengal, which is off the coast of India, or is, (laughs) sorry, I, sorry, I just got this, it's, Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Can I tell you this stupid story that I just remembered, (laughs) like, that just popped in my head? Um, My dad is a bit, uh, you know, eccentric, if you know him. (laughs) And he... God, I'm kind of like crying, thinking about the story. He um he went to a zoo one time, and he lived in uh, Tasmania, which is a, a state off of Australia. I feel like uh-huh. I didn't even get started. What the fuck is happening right now? Sorry. Um, he, <laughs> he lived he lived in Tasmania for a long time, which is a state in Australia, but it's like an island. And he went to a zoo one time, and the zoo had I don't know Tasmanian devils or something, some animal that was indigenous to. Tasmania. Okay. And on, like, the sign, it said, off the coast of Australia, which isn't true. Like, it's off the coast of mainland Australia, because it's part of Australia. Oh. And he got so mad. Like, he wrote multiple letters to the zoo. Oh, my He God. wrote them emails. <laughs> I can't remember what zoo it was. But he, like, he wrote them emails and wasn't getting response from emails. So then he started writing actual letters, and then he started calling. Like, he got so mad <laughs> that this sign would dare say off the coast of Australia... When it should have said off the coast of mainland
1: Australia. Look, the man takes his geography seriously, yes. as we all should. He's very protective of Tasmania. Tasmania is
0: part of Australia, <laughs> and he was super like it'd be like somebody saying that Hawaii was off the coast of the
1: U.S. and all. He's just going. I mean, if somebody said Hawaii is off the coast of the U.S., I would not blink twice. Well, like, I would just be like, "You're right." <laughs> <So> I'm like, funny. no, you're wrong. <laughs> I
0: feel like myself.
1: Whew. You know the people at the zoo are just getting these letters and just, like, laughing their asses off. They're, like, putting them up on the wall.
0: (laughs) This crazy man going, wants to change a sign because it says... Australia. Anyway, so this island, this North Sentinel Island, is part of India. So it's off of mainland India. Oh, not, okay, not um, it's not off the coast of India. I don't know if you want me to start that all over again. So you can cut that. No, off, but... it's fine. I'm keeping oh, all my that gosh. in. I'm like crying. Ugh. Okay, so to start over, North Sentinel Island is an island of the Bay of Bengal that's off the coast of mainland. India. Okay. And not a whole lot is known about kind of the topography and the geography of the island. Um, The island is approximate; it's only like 23 square miles, which is essentially like Manhattan. Okay. So it's pretty small. Mm-hmm. It's mostly forest, very dense forests, like tropical, subtropical forests. Okay. Um, with a beach around it. It doesn't have any uh, natural harbors. It's just kind of this like little island in the middle of nowhere. Okay. It does have... Uh, like a reef around it, a pretty prominent coral reef that surrounds it. It is native to an Indian boar and a species called an Indian boar. There's also like dolphins and sharks and all sorts of stuff. But the interesting inhabitants of these islands are the Sentinelese people. And they have been called the most isolated people in the world. Okay, hold that
1: thought. So you said that this was off the coast of mainland India. Right. But it's, it's a part of India. Right. But the people there don't know they're a part of India. Right. So is it really a part of India? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, the ones that are living there live do not live under Indian law. Yeah. It does have this
0: weird, like, status in India. It's called, um, it's designated, quote, a particularly vulnerable tribal group or a scheduled tribe is the distinction that the government of India gives them. Okay, So, like, they do live in this weird, like, semi-autonomous, like... I mean, we're going to get into some stuff later, but, like... So
1: they don't know about other people, no. is what you're saying. Well, no,
0: I mean, they they do. Like, they, we're going to talk about some, like, contact that we've had with them, but, like... Okay. It's not... I mean, it's not great, but, like... Uh, one of the things i was watching was like we call them the Sen- sentinelese people but like who knows what they call themselves oh
1: wow yeah they
0: don't know they're part of india
1: like I- they have their own language and everything yeah too, right? yeah yeah that's so like oh i find that stuff so fascinating yeah. that there are people out there they have no idea what an iphone is
0: right yeah so so
1: fascinating god wouldn't that be wonderful
0: <laughs> so just to go back to their language so their language is like not like any other language in any of the like surrounding areas like although it is like close to mainland india it it's or it's part of india it's kind of closer to like myanmar and thailand like it's kind of on that side okay so but it's not related to any other language groups um it's called unclassified is kind of how um i don't know language people classify it wow there was a point when they tried to bring over like cuz there's this island is like in like a chain of islands which is what is that
1: called archipelago yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah it's so it's in this like archipelago and it's and so like there's kind of groups of people on all of these other islands but they've been contacted and they're like part of india and they're you know whatever like they're living connected to everybody else okay and so they've tried to take like the languages of these other people, and like tried to see if maybe these island people could understand them. There's no crossover, they're both like mutually unintelligible. Like there's no wow. Yeah. So the I mean So they've been there for
1: a long time then.
0: They think that they're like direct descendants from like the original man in like Africa. Like they were like Shut the front door. They don't look even like so their appearance is is very dark. They said they were very dark and they're kind of short, I guess. Like some things I was reading said five foot, and then some said like five three, and then something else said five five. So either way they're like not the tallest of people.
1: Oh my God. Which they were also oh, saying cool. is because
0: th- this thing called insular dwarfism, which I was looking, like, you know, when you get in these, like, weird rabbit holes of, like, <laughs> what things mean. It was mm-hmm. talking about, like, when one group of species, regardless of what the species is, lives on an island, like, with no other outside influences, they'll, like, naturally, like, get smaller. Like,
1: wait, what about that one tribe that was of the very short people? You remember that? And they... Oh, God, what are they called?
0: Uh, I would say pygmies, but I think that word is... Is that what it is? Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. That, no, the pygmies. Yeah, is the that pygmies. that not offensive? I thought that was... Oh, no. Oh, I'm sorry. No,
0: I, I don't know. I, it might not be. I don't know. I don't look that up. But, like, maybe it's just... An, if you're, like, actually talking about the group... Whatever the right word is for those people well if the group is called that then i think probably if the- you're just using that as an insult for a short person it's probably insulting but if you're like actually if there was actually a group of people called
1: that oh yeah but do they want to be called that that's a
0: good point i don't know but yeah we don't know we're sorry, we're sorry yeah.
1: but if if we did
0: we meant but these, no harm. like i said they're these people are like quite short and then they're quite they're very dark and so they think that they they don't look Mm -hmm. like how like you would maybe think of an Indian looking or like somebody from Thailand like they don't look like that and so like whereas I'm gonna get this all wrong because I didn't write any of this down but I think like people that are in like Thailand now like kind of came over the top like kind of came from like China and like Mongolia like kind of drifted down that way like came from the top down whereas these people they think like they were just some people that like got on a boat and d- ended up on this island as opposed to like, because I guess that there's some connection between, again, I'm sorry if I offend people, but I think they're called Aboriginal Australians, like the original Australians, like those people are directly connected to Africa, right? Right. And so I think that they kind of figure that there, but there's no way of like, again, there's no way of like genetically testing these people. They're not quite sure. This is all just like a guess that that's that that's who these people are they're not like hey
1: can i have a blood sample right <laughs> like, yeah they're, like, kind of te- like
0: where did you come from like who are you people and so wow. so all they're kind of going on i think is appearance and then like suspicion of or like educated guesses of like where these people might have originally come from but they just don't figure that they like came from the top down they figure they like came directly from africa it's like the hmm. guess. So yeah, so that's their appearance. Um, as far as population, again, it's all just kind of a guess. There's some guesses uh, that are as low as fifteen, and then some are as high as five hundred. Wow, that's a that's a big difference. Right. That's a big <laughs> a big span. Um, most kind of put their population between fifty and two hundred. Um, there's been like kind of surveys through the years that they just kind of try to count people from the beach. I think is is all they can kind of do with that. And so there's different times where they'll see different numbers of males, different numbers of females. Um, the highest that somebody has, like, actually counted, like, like can confirm, is 98. And that was done in okay. 1986. But then since then, it's just kind of, like I said, it's just kind of who comes out of the forest that they can, like, actually count. And so mm-hmm. it's hard to tell. So
1: They're probably, like, so healthy.
0: Well, yeah. And that was another thing, too, when I uh, on their appearance, is that they are very muscular. Like, they're not, like starving away like they're they're very healthy people um even after the um the tsunami the indian tsunami and what was that 2004 remember that there was a big earthquake
1: Mm -hmm. oh god that was so Um, sad yeah it was
0: so even so like after that the like indian government was like well maybe we should go check on these people and Mm -hmm. even then they like weren't i mean they were healthy and they were they said they were like shooting arrows at them and stuff like they were they were fine um, they seem to be hunter-gatherers. Uh, they have bows and arrows. Uh, they catch different kinds of wildlife. Like I said, the boars. There was one person that that visited the island in like the 1800s and he said he saw like mounds of boar's heads. So they, that, that must be a big staple of their diet. Okay. Uh, a lot of seafood. As far as they know, there's no agriculture. So they're just kind of, like I said, just kind of hunter-gatherers. Hmm. From what they've seen, uh, they have small temporary huts. And they're just kind of lean-to's with leaf and grass-covered roofs. Um, They do know, it's kind of interesting, they do know the value of metal. Like, they obviously can't make it. But, like, we're going to get to, like, some shipwrecks and stuff that have happened through the years that they've kind of gone on the ships and taken some of the metal. And so they do realize the value of it, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. Both the men and the women wear strings around their foreheads, their necks, and their waist. But outside of that are essentially naked. The men wear their, like, headbands are a little thicker. Um, and then the men always have. Wait,
1: so the women, there's nothing. No. Just a string. Just, like, a string with, like, a flap?
0: No, like, I think it's just, like, a decorative. I don't know what the purpose of this string would be. Like, kind of a belt. Like, it says for the men's belt, the men always have a weapon in there. Okay. Like, in their waistband have a have a dagger. So they're just free
1: as birds. Yeah. Huh? They're just, just walking around. Yeah.
0: They have been seen to wear some jewelry. They uh, wear uh, jawbones of, of deceased relatives has been reported, which I was like, who reported that? Um, and then there is some, like, artistic engravings have been found on some of their weapons. Okay. And then they have been seen, too, to do kind of a little dance where they, like, slap their thighs and then stomp their feet and have, like, a bent knee stance, which uh, is how I dance. So I guess <laughs> <if> that's <laughs> that's how that goes. So they do have some, like, artistic aspects of their culture too so wow yeah so that's pretty much all that's direct that's known about these people so
1: there's do we know anything about like their religious practices or like anything as far as like their rituals nothing
0: no like we there has like i'll I'll go into like the different contacts that people have had and it's never been like extended periods of time like it's just kind of like seeing them for a second and then they leave like there's not enough time to like See what their culture is like and see what's important to them. This is like
1: my favorite thing we've ever talked about. Yeah?
0: <laughs> cool. You have to look at it. it. It was very interesting to look at the Sentinelese. Um, so the very first supposed contact or thought of kind of the first time that, that it was noted was by the East India Company, which we have talked about doing a story about them because Woo! they're...
1: That's heavy. <laughs> I, they seem to always
0: come up, though. I feel like any time we talk about this area of the world, it's like the East India Company is involved in it somehow. Yeah. In 1771, some some boat from the East India Company was going by them, and they saw, quote, a magnitude of lights upon the shore. Okay. And then during um, – in October of 1867, there was a vessel that got stuck on the reef next to the island. Um, All the passengers and crew, I guess, like, jumped off the boat and swam to the island because they – Thought their boat mm-hmm. was sinking, or their boat mm-hmm. was sinking, or whatever. And then they said, um, by the third day, there was a sudden assault of groups of naked, short hair, red-painted islanders who had arrows, and they attacked them. And so everybody managed to, like, I guess, swim back to the boat or fled back to the boat, and they were rescued by the uh, Royal Navy that sent a party to the island. So they do not like strangers. No. Yeah. You're is what I'm getting. We're going to go into that. They're definitely they're not like
1: a friendly like, oh, right. <laughs> they're,
0: they're choosing this isolation. And this next okay. story, I think, might make it a little more clear why they're like totally uninterested in like any establishment with anybody. So mm-hmm. um, in 1880, there was this man uh, who was the Royal Navy officer named Maurice Vindell Portman,
1: Ooh. who
0: I just I don't know. He doesn't sound like a great guy to me. I don't know, whatever he was doing. But his, like... Was
1: he a white man in the late 1800s? He's
0: English. Yeah, he's an English guy. Yeah,
1: he's a dick. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So he... He's going to other places he's not supposed to be? Yeah, Uh, yeah, he's... uh, You don't have to worry about saving this guy's reputation. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I always just try... No, I'm kidding. No, I know. I
0: always... i Just in general, like, I try really hard not to... This is kind of some weird tangent. But like I try really hard not to apply like twenty, you know, twenty twenty one standards and morals and whatever to somebody from the eighteen hundreds. Like
1: no, I know. But like at the same time, like that yeah, this guy just
0: I don't know. It's just is very weird.
1: I'm watching the Ken Burr documentary on the West right now. So Yeah. I bet it's (laughs) I'm a little bit like these 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 guys
0: were this is not good. Yeah. (laughs) This isn't great. Um, but anyway, so as uh, Officer Maurice Vindel Portman. So he led kind of the first like exhibition into the island. So he uh, led a group, uh convict orderlies, which uh oh also there was so there was close to this island, which this is gonna come up again, but close to this island there was this uh place called, I think it's called Port Blair, that like was an established like British I don't know, colony or port or whatever. And like had okay. a it was a penal colony. Like it was started as as a prison. Oh. Which I find they liked to do that, didn't they? They did <laughs> Just like to do that. Send them to yeah. an island. Yeah. So there was this penal colony. So he brought this group of convicts and some other people to like look on this island and do do an excursion and see what was on there. So um when they first arrived, the islanders fled into the tree line. They tried to find the islanders, but they couldn't find any of them. What they did find was abandoned villages and paths. And his men decided to capture six people. So there were a man and a woman, an elderly man and a woman, and four children.
1: Okay. He's a dick.
0: Right. Yes.
1: That's a dick move. You don't need to steal children from their home. He's a kidnapper. This is awful. So he
0: kidnapped these people. And the man and the woman died pretty early from an illness, shortly after they arrived. Um, And then the children started to get sick as well. And so then after they had these kids kidnapped for weeks is what it sounds like, they decided to return them with like a bunch of gifts, like a large, like a whole bunch of presents hoping to establish friendly relations, which is just the dumbest thing I've ever heard.
1: And they
0: think that these kids got smallpox, which like I'm surprised that like they didn't give the whole island smallpox is what it sounds like.
1: But like that, was, I bet a lot of them died off, though. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, but th- this guy too, this uh, Portman, he like did—I mean, I hate to say studies, but like surveys of like how smallpox affected other populations, like other kind of more uh, established or not established, more contacted with um, societies, and how smallpox affected them. So mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Yeah, he was wasn't a great guy. No, um, but they think. That this like contact like established like like a tribal history of like not trusting people that like this story was like one of the stories that was like passed down generation to generation that like made them not trust anybody like made them not trust any outsiders. Oh,
1: yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that'll do it. You steal their children and then you bring them back diseased. I mean, my God. And then
0: steal, like, six people and then two of them you never see again. And then the four kids come back sick. Yeah, like.
1: And I wonder about, like, the presents that they sent them with because you hear about how, like, when the American Indians were given the blankets that had smallpox on them. Yeah. So it's possible that the possessions that they sent them back to the island were were covered in. Yeah. Germs and smallpox and yeah, but there there
0: was nothing in nothing that I read. There was any indication that like it caused some big wipe out of the civilization which is is good. Yeah. Um and then he did lead other exhibitions back to the the island in 1883 and 1885 and 1887. Um in 18, in 1896 there was a convict that escaped from the penal colony that we talked about on Port Blair and he mm-hmm. like made this seems very like escape from Alcatraz but he like made a raft and like <laughs> just kind of floated and ended up in uh North Senegal Island. His body was discovered later by a search party with arrow piercings and a cut throat. So like Wow. They weren't very interested in him either. So yeah. It's which is kind <laughs> of just like what has happened. Like it seems like whenever large groups approach them, they just kind of hide or like whatever. But whenever it's like one or two people, they just like kill them. Like it they're they're uninterested in, in any type of
1: Well, they're protecting themselves. They're like, these people, anything that comes out from the sea, we need to make sure they don't get into our community. Wow. Wow. And then
0: there was this, I hate to say funny story, but uh, there was this other man um, named Richard Karnak Temple. There was a man, I guess, that... Um was from this other island and he said that he was actually a sentinelese like he like approached them or he got involved with them and said oh I'm actually from this island I just like drifted over there and they were like oh we're gonna use this man to like make friendly contact like he should know mm-hmm. these people and so this man so they like went to the island and the sentinelese people didn't seem to recognize him and they were uh, aggressive and they were shooting arrows
1: or maybe they did and they were like dude we kicked you out of here yeah. for a yeah, reason. Right. I- how dare you come maybe that was it. yeah they're like
0: dude get out of here um and so they started to run away and then the man refused to remain on the island i guess they wanted to just leave him there but he made them not leave them i wonder if
1: that dude was just like drunk in a bar and just like bragging just like making shit up and then like just like doubling down on it and then just being like waking up the next morning and they're like all right you ready to go yep that's, hilarious. Yeah. That's um, hilarious. Temple,
0: the the other guy that was involved with uh, Portman, um, he went on to describe the Centilles, quote, as a tribe which slays every stranger, however inoffensive, on site, whether a forgotten member of itself or another Adamese tribe or a complete stranger, end quote. So, like, that hmm. was, he was like, these people are just killing everybody, which, I mean, doesn't seem too far off, but it does seem a bit.
1: Yeah. So there were a couple other contacts. So India
0: became independent in uh, the late 40s in 1947, and uh, things seemed to get a little better for the Sentinelese after that. Where it seemed like the English were, like, just super interested in, like, finding out everything about these people and keep going to the island and keep trying to establish contact, Mm -hmm. India is very much a, like, Seems like they're like, just stay away from them. Like, if they want to be by themselves, like, let them be by themselves. And so India, in 1956, they declared that the island was a reserve, a tribal reserve, and prohibited travel within, something said three nautical miles, and then something else I read, read five nautical miles. So some sort of nautical mile boundary around the island. Uh, Photography was prohibited. And they also had a consistent armed patrol by the Coast Guard. So they were very oh, much... Yeah, good for them. Right.
1: Like, just let it, let people be. Yeah.
0: Like, India was like, oh, just let them, like, stop, stop going over there. But there were still some more kind of, like, organized attempts at contact. Uh, so there's this man named T.N. Pundit, um, and he organized a group of 20 people that comprised of armed forces and Navy personnel. Um, he was the first archaeologist that was trying to do, like, an actual, like, study of these people, I think, instead of just, like trying to make these people like kind of Mm -hmm. freak show and bringing people over there. So through binoculars, he looked at the coastline and he could kind of see what people, where people were. The team did advance to the island and everybody kind of ran away. They tried to follow the footprints um, and they found a group of 18 lean-to huts. um, And it also showed that the people had been there, like that there were still burning fires and everything. So they found... Like these people had just left, like pretty much because they hmm. came on this island. They also discovered raw honey, skeletal remains of pigs, wild fruits, multipurpose uh, multi-purpose pronged spears, bows, arrows, like a whole bunch of stuff. Like that this was like an established community. Like this wasn't just like a bunch hmm. of random people all together. Like they they were like doing stuff. Hmm. And so they failed to find any people, so they left, leaving gifts again, all about the gifts. And then in 1974, there was a National Geographic film crew that wanted to go to the island. So the film was called – and this team included this NT pundit who seems like kind of has established himself as kind of the source of these people now. And so the documentary was called Man in Search of Man. um, And they planned on trying to establish like a gift-giving like rapport or relationship or whatever with these people. Mm -hmm. So they kind of tried to do the same thing. So they left uh, they left a bunch of gifts that included a miniature plastic car, which is the freaking. why are you giving people that have never seen cars, a plastic car, but whatever, Um, a plastic car, uh, some coconuts, a live pig, a doll and aluminum cookware. And so they watched the Central East people.
1: Oh, wait, is that the same kind of aluminum that they found out? Like the nonstick stuff that like causes kind of <laughs> that's
0: a good question. It just says aluminum cookware.
1: <laughs> it might was that around in the seventies? I thought that
0: was older than that. I think oh, so. Was it? Oh. Mm.
1: Yeah, no, it's been around forever. They still make it, but it's like really bad oh. for you. I don't know. I hope not. Like the nonstick. What was that movie? Who was in it? I wanna say it was John Liguizamo. Yeah,
0: (laughs) I don't know what type of aluminum cookware, but so they kind of left this stuff and then they started to leave and the Sentinelese started shooting arrows at them and the documentary director got hit in the thigh and um, apparently that made the sentinelies, the the person that shot the arrow thought that was so funny and so he was laughing (laughs) Um, and then they speared all of like the pig and the doll and stuff and buried them on the beach. They did take the coconuts and the cookware, so... They thought that was great. And yeah, so that was the National Geographic's attempt at it. They uh, made an article in the National Geographic, and the headline of it was, There are a group of people whose arrows speak louder than words. (laughs) That's a good one. They were kind of uninterested in, (laughs) I guess, in pursuing it further. I have to get shot in the leg, I imagine. that's
1: yeah. That's not
0: great. That's not
1: your friend. No, (laughs) and they're not interested in
0: being your friend. No. In
1: 1981,
0: there was a ship called the Primrose that was going from Bangladesh to Australia that ran aground. The uh, crew made this distress call and asked for an airdrop of firearms because they said that they were about to be attacked by 50 islanders. But then a big storm happened. And so I guess that that attack never happened. And then the uh, crew ended up being rescued by the oil and natural gas company. So, hmm. but the ship uh, was awarded to uh, another company to make, like, to scrap the ship, to salvage the ship. Mm-hmm. And they said, like, all of their reports was that the Senilis were, like, very. I mean, very nice to them, I guess, that they like let the Sentinelese on the, the ship and that they were kind of gathering small scraps of metal. There's a quote from them that says, after two days in the early morning, when it was low tide, we saw three Sentinelese canoes with about a dozen men about 50 feet away from the dock of the Primrose. We were skeptical and scared and had no other solution but to bring out our supply of bananas. Everyone loves food. You should just bring food to everything. Everybody uh, loves banana. Every That's true. Yeah. Um, and show it to them as an to attract them to minimize any chances of hostility. They took the bananas and came on board the Prinroves and were frantically looking around for smaller pieces of scrap metal. They visited us regularly, at least twice or thrice a month, while we worked on the site for eighteen months. So they seemed to establish a pretty good relationship with these people on the island. Wow. Like, yeah. So that uh, is kind of I don't know. There's there's one more time in 1991 where it seemed like they kind of established. Uh, like a friendly relationship or a peaceful relationship. This was for another report uh, right next to the island. Uh, they said that a party of Sentinelese approached without any weapons um, and they offered them a whole bunch of coconuts. And so the Sentinelese took the coconuts and then they did that like two or three more times or they would kind of like give these coconuts back and forth. Well, who
1: who were the people that came? Was this just like an... Uh... It
0: says it's a government department. Like it sounds like okay. it's kind of the government of India that's trying okay. to to find I see. out yeah so trying to again like i said make uh peaceful contact and again kind of it sounds more like archaeological contact too like i mean i i don't know why i feel like that's different like it's just kind of as opposed to just kind of like turning these people into like a zoo like that you're actually well i like, think
1: before they were like it was colonizers right
0: yeah and this right. is
1: like we're just trying to see what you guys are about right
0: yeah, that's true. So, and then there there was this kind of weird comment that one of the men made about like that everybody was like fighting for the right to be the first one to like touch them, that like it became this like to like quote get professional mileage out of it, to to touch the people when they were like exchanging the coconuts. And then there were these pictures that they got from from that exhibition of like the, the sentinelese coming up and getting the coconuts. And those pictures, they're like illegal or like they're they're not on public display because they feel like the government of India feels like it sends the wrong message about people wanting to go to the island. So Oh,
1: can you find them though? I mean, cause, I, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I, some of the things I was watching were definitely like, it looked like a 90s picture of people giving coconuts to other people. So I'm pretty okay, sure. Okay, guys,
1: we are not going to put that on Instagram. <laughs> we do not want the Indian government no. to come after us in our <laughs> sleep. but
0: But they do exist. Yeah um and then there was a bit of a survey after like i said after the 2004 tsunami they wanted to make sure that uh that they were okay and the sentinels were again hostile to them and were shooting arrows at like the helicopters that were trying to go by to make sure that they were okay and i guess that at that point they were like they're fine like it's fine they're fine like (laughs) i guess we can just leave them alone then in 2006 there was a situation with Indian fishermen that uh, were attempting to harvest crabs illegally near the island. And they just kind of, again, just kind of accidentally drifted to the island. And they were attacked with axes and were killed. Uh, the Indian Coast Guard tried to come back uh, three days later to find the bodies. But the they were shooting arrows at the helicopter. So they never ended up <laughs> finding their bodies. Mm-hmm. So... They're just kind of still there, I guess. Okay. Um, and that was what kind of brought up... It seems like they wanted the hostile contact to be the narrative that people talked about so that they didn't go there. I see. And so that kind of reversed, like, any any positive thinking that people had from the 1991 story. I think I know where this story is going now. Yeah. So So, uh. <laughs> so that brings us to
1: our last story. So there was a man named John Allen Chu...
0: That Does that ring any bells?
1: I think I think of? I I don't remember his name, but I think I know yeah. what this is
0: about. Yeah, so
1: John Allen Chu,
0: most, and I, I just want to say really quickly, most of this comes from an article from The Guardian by J. Oliver Conroy, um, and it's called The Life and Death of John Chu, The Man Who Tried to Convert His Killers. So he was uh, a missionary, and he was trying to... Man, yeah, I'm... trying to like bring Jesus to these people that God
1: didn't... damn it, <laughs> yeah. what <sighs> yeah, it's always always a problem, why? So... Why do they do this? <laughs> Proselytizing is the stupidest shit it is. yeah, nobody cares. And, like, oh man, I, I just... won't get on my soapbox about it. Well, but it's it... just bad. It's it bad is. to do. It's bad for communities. it's It's bad for the people that are brainwashed into thinking that they should go do this.
0: Mhm. His father was definitely like, uh, you know, kind of on that train too. That this this was a man who was like kind of brainwashed into thinking that he was going to be the savior of these people. He first read about the Sentinelese in high school, um, according to the New York Times, on a missionary database called the Joshua Project. The Joshua Project's entry of the Sentinelese describes them as, quote, extremely isolated and noted that the Indian government bans access to North Sentinel. The website suggests praying for the Indian government to allow Christians quote, to enter the trust of the Sentinelese people and live among them. In addition to basic medical care, the Sentinelese need to know the creator God exists and that he loves them and paid a price for their sins.
1: This is so sad. This is so sad for everybody. This is so sad for the kid. Yeah. It's just like, yeah go ahead yes no it's i mean i'll wait until you finish (laughs) No, i mean it is like
0: it's there's no other like way of looking at it like it just was this man who like i don't know i hate to say like it's you know that like white savior which he he i realize he's half chinese but like it's that like type of thing that like i'm gonna come in and save the day and it's like do they need you like who needs you like no i know i don't know Uh, So he got in his head, he had gone on a bunch of other missionary work to like South Africa and uh, Mexico, it sounded like, and he had been a couple of times. He was trained by this missionary group called All Nations. They trained him and described him now as a martyr. A privilege of sharing the gospel is often a great cost. Dr. Mary Ho, the organization's leader, said in a statement, we pray that John's sacrificial efforts will bear eternal fruit in due season. Oh,
1: fuck you, lady. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Um, a martyr? No, you sent that boy to die.
0: Right. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> just not being very prepared for anything. Yeah.
1: Way to take responsibility. Yeah. Oh,
0: God. But yeah, he was He was just kind of surrounded by, like, he went to Oral Roberts University. You know, or, you which know, I don't know if you've heard of that. It's in Oklahoma. It's
1: not it's, a real school. It's it, not a real school. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it is, but I guess in yeah. the sense that they call it one, but... Ugh. Yeah. And he was very
0: like outdoorsy too. So he just figured that this was kind of where he could meet his calling or whatever it was. So he, he went to in 2015 and 2016, he took four trips to the Ataman Islands. Um, But he didn't go to the North Sentinel Island. In 2017, he went to All Nations, um, which is a Kansas City organization that works to see Jesus worshipped by every tongue, tribe, and nation. Uh, It urges Christians to inculcate a wartime mentality, and strategic decisions in battle were waging against the real enemy, which I think is really bad wording, too.
1: Like, why— horrible like, yeah this like, is a well, horrible yeah like it's just this
0: weird like <gasps> i just can't. people that don't believe are the enemy like what are you talking so about?
1: i've been on this like kick lately because i just i think that like evangelical christianity is so bonkers to me yes no it's it just is. it's it's yeah. crazy these no. people are crazy and so uh, there's like a lot of information out there about like people who were like ex evangelicals so basically so um Not to get too much into my own personal history, but there was a time in my life. Look, it was the 90s, and, like, evangelical Christianity was really big in Texas, like, huge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I was sent to a couple of churches and stuff like that when I was younger. We'd gone to and some very questionable church camps uh, where—anyway, it's a long story that I'm not going to get into— But all I have to say is, is, like, the psychological damage that is done to people through this, like, evangelical mindset, it's—people are in therapy because of it now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it's fucked up, you Mm -hmm. know? It's really fucked up. Like, uh, it's, like, it's emotional manipulation, and it's wrong. Anyway, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. But if you want to look into it, look into, like, fundy colleges they call them fundy which is just like fundamental christian colleges mm-hmm. there's like fundamental christian influencers that like are all about like this purity culture it's so damaging to yeah. to young women and anyway yeah yeah i'll so, go yeah. off on it another day but <laughs> Yeah, I hate it. I hate it. I hate that it's a part well, of our culture. I yeah. think it's so wrong.
0: You're not going to like the rest of this stuff either. I know. Um, okay, go ahead. He did. I do want to say that he even, in his own words, described the island as "quote Satan's last stronghold." So he he very much like, Ugh. regardless of where this mentality came from, he believed that these people were were bad based on the fact that they weren't Christian, which I. I always feel like it's one of the bigger problems. Yeah. <gasps> so, yes. So, like I said, so he was accepted into this All Nations, which is a Kansas City organization. <laughs> one of the boot camp's experiences was to, like, walk through this mock village where, like, other missionaries were acting like villagers and were being hostile. Oh, which, my God. Yeah, it was like, great. Awesome. Uh, in October, he traveled on a tourist visa to Port Blair, to the Adamant Islands regional capital. Um and took up residency in what he described as a safe house. He assembled an initial contact response kit, included picture cards for communications, bandages, dental forceps for removing arrows. At least he had that foresight, I guess. <laughs> um, and then gifts for the Senelese, which include tweezers, scissors, cords, safety pins, fish hooks. So all things that he could be killed with. Right. Yeah, like <laughs> just uh, give him the weapons. <laughs> right. Maybe just stay away. Um, he also had a like really extensive diary, which is kind of why we know a lot of this stuff about his like final days. Um, before he made contact with the people, he got like 13 vaccinations or 13 inoculations that he thought would help, which like another group is like, no, that doesn't, that's not going to do anything. So he, um, he did 12 days of isolation. Like, thinking this would, like, make sure that he didn't have anything. 12 days of isolation where he avoided direct sunlight. I don't know why that was a thing. On the night of the 14th, he and some fishermen who he um, bribed, essentially, these fishermen with, I was reading somewhere, I think it said 25,000 rupees, which, like, is, like, $300, $400, something like that. Hmm. Like, not... I mean, not a small amount of money, I guess. Um, He, like, bribed these fishermen to sail them over to the island um, and then to make sure that they were avoiding these Coast Guard vessels that were protecting the island.
1: And nothing wrong with breaking the law if it's right. in the name of Jesus. Yes.
0: I always think that's so weird when Christians think that's okay. I'm like, you're It's not okay. No, it's not okay. Like Ugh. I don't know. Um and so then the next morning on November 15th, he made his first approach. Uh the fisherman refused to go any closer to the island. He stripped to his underwear thinking that it would put them at ease. So he paddled his own boat to the island and then he started yelling, "My name is John. I love you and Jesus loves you. He
1: knows they don't speak English, right? (laughs) Well, he did
0: try. I'll get to that. On the second visit, he tried something else, too, which is kind of funny. But when they started stringing their bows, he panicked. And he threw the fish that he brought as a present. And according to his diary, he turned around and paddled as fast as he could. So later that day, he made another attempt. Uh, He laid gifts and tried to approach the huts and stayed out of arrow range. When the Sennellies emerged, they were whooping and shouting. John, this guy apparently tried to parrot back their words to them, and then they burst out laughing. <laughs> the Senlis per- burst out <laughs> oh, laughing. No. Um, he tried to speak HOSA to them, which is a language in South Africa. I don't know why he thought that would be helpful, but that was his attempt. That's the only other language he knew. Right. He's like, uh, HOSA, I'll just start speaking that. that that'll that work. He did describe their language as high-pitched noises. Which is, like, the only description of the language we have, which I find oh, kind wow. of annoying. So, yeah. yeah, whatever that is. So, yeah, so he he tried to, like, parrot back what they were saying, and they, just fig- they all started laughing at him, so he just figured he was saying bad words. So then he tried singing worship songs and preaching from Genesis. He said that they seemed to be tolerating his presence, and then a little boy shot an arrow at him. Um, and the arrow struck the waterproof Bible that he was holding. He pulled it out and then, and then gave the arrow back to the boy. Um, and then retreated again. And the Sennelese had took his kayak. And so the fisherman wouldn't come any closer. So he had to swim like a mile back to his boat. That was his second try. So then on his third try, um, he wrote in his diary that night, I'm scared. Watching the sunset, it's beautiful. He was crying a bit and wondering if it'll be the last sunset I see before being in the place where the sun never sets.
1: That's your gut telling you not to go back.
0: Maybe relax a little bit. Listen
1: Um, to your instincts. (laughs) Yeah,
0: he did also say, you guys might think I'm crazy. Like, this is a letter to his parents. You guys might think I'm crazy in it all, he wrote to his family. But I think it's worth it to declare Jesus to these people. Is this Satan's last stronghold, he asked God, um, a place, quote, where none have heard or ever had a chance to hear your name. Um, He also said, like, he seemed to, like, accept dying, but, like, didn't want to do it. Um, He said, I think I could be more useful alive, he wrote, but to you, God, I give all the glory for whatever happens. He asked God to forgive, quote, any of the people of this island who may try to kill me, especially if they succeed. So, oh, my God.
1: He's, this is such a true believer. This yes. is, like...
0: Yeah, totally brainwashed I just, that he I was, can't. like, doing the right thing. And, like,
1: I feel bad for him, but I'm also, like, oh, God, like, you shouldn't have done this, right. you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of, like, I hate to say it, but, like, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Like, it's, like... 100%, I, yeah. Like, I do genuinely feel bad that, like, he died. But at the same time, it's, like... That This was a totally
1: preventable death. He went back three times, like the first two times, like... Right. Oh,
0: man. Uh, November 16th was the last day that anyone saw him alive. He asked the fisherman to drop him off alone because he thought that maybe it would be less confrontational if he was alone. And then kind of the next few days, the fishermen saw the sentinelies with his body and that they saw them kind of dragging his body on the beach. So they knew that he was dead. The Indian authorities did uh, arrest six men um, for being involved with his murder. Uh, They did not, and they have no intentions of charging any sentinelese, and then the U.S. government said that they wouldn't be pursuing that either. Um, Mm -hmm. They did try to get his body, but were met with resistance. Mm -hmm. They figured that there were dangerous classes with the islanders, and they thought that it was uh, too great of a risk to keep attempting it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, so... That's about all that was written about his family. Was felt the same way. They felt like his, the sentinel shouldn't be prosecuted for his death. They also, like I said, his dad was super. Like he was brainwashed by these people. Like that he got in his mindset. That wow, this is what really? He so to do.
1: it didn't come from his. Fa- I always find no. that so fascinating. Like people who convert to a religion as an adult. Right. Like, that to me is just, like, because, like, I can understand if you're, like, brought up in that.
0: Like, it says that he was raised Christian and he went to a Christian high school. Like, yeah, he went to Vancouver Christian High School. But I think that his dad just thought that he just went, like, way too far with it. Yeah. Yeah. That I I don't think that his family was in support of of him going to this island and dying. And Mm. I, I think that they were religious, but, like, maybe not to, like this extent
1: fundamentalism man it's a it's a serious drug for people
0: yeah yeah he just took it and ran with it and and went a bit further than his parents would go but
1: wow yeah what a crazy story yeah so
0: that's kind of the last uh luckily is the last story of any contact with these sentinels people there's no real like update like i wish that we could be you know well actually i don't wish i'm glad that like there isn't any more stories about them just stay away Mm -hmm. from the island they obviously want to be left alone like they're doing fine yeah Um, but yeah so that's the story of north sentinel island and the sentinelese
1: Probably living a lot better right now, not even <laughs> knowing about COVID. <laughs> right. Yes. Probably. I'm
0: sure there. It'd be hard. Like you said, it'd be so weird to like talk to somebody and be like, oh, you know, that huge world event that happened and they just had no concept of it. Like, yeah, it'd be crazy. But, that'd be crazy. Yeah. So
1: there you go. Well, wow, I love that. I'm I'm sorry if I got a little emotional over it, but no. like I am like. So anti-religion these days. Like, not all religion. I'm anti-fundamentalism, I should say. Right. Like, if you want to believe in religion, cool. Like, that's fine. But, like, some of it is so damaging. And it gets people to do stuff like this. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, there's... I don't know. I, I never
0: understood what it is about religion that makes people think you can break the rules. Like I yeah. I just think like I feel like that's to me, that's the thing in the story. It's like what did you think Jesus would think about you breaking the rules of a government? Like
1: Well, I think Jesus was a cult leader, so I don't think he probably oh, cared.
0: I don't I don't know. I I think that if Jesus came back now, he would be very disappointed.
1: in how I don't his, know. I mean, I, he had like 12 people following him around and he had them give up all of their belongings. And I mean, it's just like it fits right in with the bite model.
0: Yeah, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't
1: know. That's my theory. I'll probably take that out so people don't get offended. Well. <laughs> but I do, I do think he was the cult leader, probably a very charismatic cult leader. Mm-hmm.
0: I I think that that can be said about. I mean, I just think so little is known about like personally about Jesus. Like it's hard to tell like what his life was like normally, but I I just I just keep thinking that if he if he came back now, I feel like he'd be so disappointed that his name is used to spread so much hate and so much like
1: I think yeah. that if the idea of what people believe that he was came back, but I actually personally think he was just a person. And he was just oh, a right. person. So, like, I think he had flaws. I think he had, yeah. you know... Right. I had a little bit of a God complex. Like, that's what I believe personally. So... Yeah. But if their ideal of who he was came back, and if he actually was who they think their ideal was, then, yeah, he would be like, you guys are crazy.
0: Right. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't like know. Like I said, I, I don't know what it is about religion that makes people think they can be mean to people and they can discriminate against people or make them think that they can break the rules like why do you yeah, think that totally. the rules don't apply to you because you're trying to talk to people that don't want to hear it about jesus like mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. do you think that that gives you this weird exception like
1: well they think they have the right to dictate laws and you right. know it's a they i mean look at the way that they treat women who want to get abortions in this country right yes i yeah, mean it's, it's the like same, it's the same thing why do you I always I always
0: like as as somebody who's not a Christian but like I I don't know. I don't know if I'd be consider myself religious but like I'm another religion if I'm anything. Mm-hmm. I just don't know why people think that like Christianity should set the rules. Like why why do you think that like that sound it's uh it like it's, they, it's so
1: toxic. It's so yes. toxic.
0: Right. You know. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just, like, upsetting to me. Like, I, I always want to, like, like, we have city council meetings, and there's a prayer at the city council meeting, and I always want to be, like, do you not realize how, like, exclusionary that is to me, and how, like, Super. othering, and, yeah, absolutely. Like,
1: I'm absolutely. a part of the city,
0: and I'm involved in this city, and for you to have this, like, I mean, it'd be one thing if it was, like, you know, an ecumenical, like, whatever, like, whatever yeah. your higher power is. No, it's a, like, Jesus guide our path prayer, Yeah, and I always find it so upsetting, like, Every city council meeting I go to, I'm like, ugh. Like, I'm just going to sit here. Yeah. It is
1: upsetting. And it's not right. And, you right. know, I mean, and that's not to say that, like, all churches. I think, like, there are churches out there that are better at mm-hmm. understanding their role in people's right. lives and their role in the right. world. Like, I think about, like, the Episcopal Church. Like, mm-hmm. yep. you know, they're not so crazy. But right. then, like, there's this, like, just, like, strain of of this. of It's essentially fundamentalism. I mean, they shouldn't be doing that at a... Government meeting, I agree with you. Right. I agree and with like them. just
0: to I just anytime somebody's like being hateful in any way, I'm like, why are you ignoring all the parts where like God talks about like judging and how it's not your role to judge like why are you ignoring that part and instead Oh they just ignore focusing like on... the
1: whole thing. They right. ignore the whole Bible. There's I mean that's full of like horrible things. Like have right. you ever actually read yes. the Bible? Well that's the it's thing about the Bible cause... is that it
0: I mean, the Bible is written by who knows how many people, who knows how many years apart, like it's an amalgamation of like a bunch of different stories.
1: That's been it's edited, crazy. and it can mean anything to anybody. Like, you Absolutely. can make it say anything, which and is the problem. And it was translated by people who didn't even understand the language, right. and yes. it was, like, overseen by the Catholic Church. Like, right. the whole thing is just, yeah. it's bonkers.
0: It's, it's very weird, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. off on our tangent about...
1: But yes, there yes. there is good religions there, but
0: I just don't think government and religion should ever... Be I agree. I agree. And, like... I've always
1: respected the Jewish religion, mostly because they don't proselytize. That's I said that. Like, I... that is just like, I'm fine. You know, like, like, I know that like, there's a lot of oppression in like the Hasidic communities. Yes. And there's yeah. a lot of issues that's with I like the way women are not... treated and stuff like that. But that's yeah. a sect, you yes. know, like on the whole. The religion isn't trying to force everyone to believe what they believe. So, and I'm fine with that. I don't have a problem, like like you said, with, with people believing crazy shit. You can believe whatever right. you want. I believe in UFOs. It's okay. Right. Like, right. I'm not going to go out there and, like, try to, like, fuck somebody's life up because right. of my belief in UFOs, right. you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. The moment you try to tell me, me how to live my life because of your religion is the moment that I have a big problem with it.
1: Like, Man, i agree yeah. if i want to anyway, marry a girl
0: i'm gonna marry a girl and you're gonna back up like if i want
1: to have 20 abortions no right kidding. yeah <laughs> i've never had an abortion no oh um, <laughs> but i feel like everybody else i know has had one yeah. and i just think every single time that stuff comes on i just feel like so bad i'm like oh god i know like they're seeing this yes yeah. and that's gotta yes. that's gotta hurt yeah but yeah. I mean I would have had a- an abortion in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. When I was yes. younger, are you kidding me? Like yeah. if I'd gotten pregnant, whoop. No <laughs> Just way. run yeah. into that clinic. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. An anyway, MS, but, you you wanna do yeah. our rundown? Sure. Yeah. Um I don't have a
0: lot I have actually haven't been running. Um I've been um I'm going on a trip in Aug Og- in October, and I'm going by myself. And so I really want to this is gonna sound really awful, but like I really wanna like look good in the pictures. Cause like all I'm going to mm-hmm. have is pictures. Yeah. And so I've been like, I always hate like being like, I'm trying to lose weight. Like I always found, find that so like tacky, but like, I, so I've been trying to like eat right and trying to like, you're taking care of yourself. Yeah. Just trying to like do the things that I'm supposed to do so that, mm-hmm. um, but then I, I'm visiting my sister in September and she has been texting me like nonstop, like all these different runs. And so I'm pretty excited about that. I need to like start Prepping to like, because she's very much is this like, like, if you're running with her and you start like walking, she's like, What's wrong with you? And like,
1: she's <laughs> is this Becky? Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I she's can like, see that. You're going to make sure that you run with me the whole time. She's a fire so, sign too, right? Uh,
0: her birthday's in December, December 15th.
1: Oh, maybe not. She, what is, is that Sagittarius? Sagittarius. That sounds right.
0: Sagittarius. She's, I, no, that's
1: fire too. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't describe, she's just very, um, this is how things should be, which I think I'm like that too. So I guess Mm -hmm. I couldn't, maybe that's just a yelling thing (laughs) that we're very, very opinionated about. Um, Yeah. So she, but she's very like, yeah. So she, so I, I just need to start like training up and like, so I've been like prepping to like go running and I was thinking about going running today, but now it is pouring outside. And so I probably won't, but um, I'm getting ready. So that's my running story is that I'll start running soon, which is awful, but
1: it's Okay. Um, my run, uh, has been, uh, my running has been put on hold as well. Um, so I developed sciatica. Oh no. So I've never had sciatica before. This is the first time I've ever experienced anything like this. Oh, no. Um, but I think it comes from the fact that like my whole life up until, covid hit i've always worked on my feet i've never spent a Mm -hmm. lot of time sitting Mm -hmm. you know whether it was like waiting tables or bartending or then when i was you know had my own business like i was always up and moving around Mm -hmm. and so since then obviously i've been sitting just so much more i think that has messed my back up somehow Mm-hmm. And, like, I've also never had a problem with my body that I haven't been able to kind of fix on my own. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, oh, I just need to stretch here. I just need to do this exercise and kick this muscle on. And, you know, I need to do some core work so that that's stabilizing. Like, Like, you know, you get little aches and pains as you get older. And I kind of always, like, known how to, like, work around them and, you know, make myself feel better. But this is the first time that it's, like... I was just, I mean, there was nothing I could do. It's nerve pain, too, yeah. which Aww. is completely different than, like, muscle pain, just, like, electric, awful. So my genius idea was that I was just going to run it off.
0: <laughs> That's such an Anna solution. <laughs> just keep moving. It's fine. It's, it's fine.
1: i going to do it. Yeah. So I, for two days in a row, so the first day I started feeling it, I went for a run and um, it was so painful in the beginning. I was like hobbling, but I was like, I'm just going to get through it. And then it got a little bit better as I got halfway through my run. Mm-hmm. And then that night, like it just like got so much worse. And the next day I woke up and I could I could barely even walk. I like got out of bed. I felt like I was like a 90-year-old person. And I was like, I couldn't even like really walk very well. But, you know, in my brain, I'm just like, just run it out, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So oh. I get up and it's so hot here now that I can only run in the morning. So I was like, yeah. I'm just going to go. So I get out and I try to start running and I literally like I almost start crying. Oh, no. <laughs> and I get probably like a quarter of a mile, maybe a little more, maybe like half a mile. And it's just like shooting pain. And I had to stop and turn around and just like, you know, hobble back. <laughs> like oh. I was like literally oh, just that's like. That's the worst. Could not do it. And so, yeah, I guess the moral of the story is, is, like, sometimes things are going to slow you down and you have to Mm -hmm. listen to your body. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't push through everything. Sometimes you just have to stop. Which is what the guy that went to the island should have done. Right. Yes. Um, There's
0: there's definitely a point in your life where, like, you just need to stay. like Yeah. Which I think, I mean, for people like you and, I mean, maybe for people like him, too, like, that's a really hard, like, lesson to... Like, that's yeah. hard advice to be, like, just, like, what's going to make you better is if you, like, relax. Like,
1: yeah, absolutely. And,
0: uh, yeah, I know how tough that is. I'm sorry.
1: That's okay. Aww. I didn't run today, and uh, my back is feeling a little bit better. And, Good. you know, I read, everything I read online was like, yeah, you know, it, you just kind of have to wait it out. It'll go away. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's just really painful while you have it. So yeah. just kind of breathe through it. Hope you get better. Hope everything I'll be starts better. moving. Yeah. yeah, It'll, it'll. I'm not the first person to go through this, so at least right. I know what it is and I know that it'll end. And as long as I know that, I can I can get through it. But yeah. don't run with sciatica. Um, yeah. Point of the story. Point no. of the story. Yeah. Especially when it's acute. Maybe if it's like lessening. But if you're like, if you can't walk, you can't run. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like you yep. can't. That's... It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't word, work. Word to the wise, if, you, if you're having a hard time standing up, you probably yeah. shouldn't go for a
1: run. Probably not. Aww. But I will Aww. be running again, I think, in the next yes. couple of weeks. So yep. I'm looking forward to that. But yeah. Yep. anyway, yeah, that. I think we we I think we got a lot of material. So yeah, yeah.
0: holy cow,
1: we're yeah. gonna wrap this yeah. one up. A lot of editing uh, for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Yep. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. Please check us out online. Check out our Instagram. Check out our website. Check out our patreon which yep. is
0: patreon.com slash p-s-a-f-o-t and we're i'm gonna really start to work on that so we're gonna start to have tiers and giving yeah. levels and everything like that so. we
1: might even one day send you a sticker yes yep that'll
0: that'll be on the
1: on the level for like sure. that
0: yep i got a got a box of stickers with no no homes yet so yeah that's on we'd the way love to send sure. you one and yep. you don't have
1: to give us much yep
0: yes yeah, we'll probably can, send
1: you one for free too if you just right. write us. I mean, yes. I shouldn't say that, but um, just give us a review. Do all the yeah, reviews. Yeah. Give us a review.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would say unless it's not five stars, but
1: No, I mean, absolutely do not give us a review if it's not five stars. Yeah. Like what are you even doing listening to us? Why don't you just go away? Like if you don't well, like it? I'm kidding. If you don't like it, maybe just send us a message.
0: Like, <laughs> yeah. you can email no, us. No, don't tell even us what send us a like. message. I don't care if you don't like it. Stop well, listening. You can, you can send me a message. I'll listen you to send constructive constructive criticism my instagram is kim m k-y-m-n-e-m <laughs> if you would like to send me constructive criticism
1: it'd be nice only
0: yeah only if it's being a jerk i'm gonna block you right away Go.
1: i am not open for criticism at this time <laughs> <laughs> so send it on over to kim yeah yeah, yeah. that's fine i can right. i can take it i don't yeah <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. And please remember, it is far better to be peculiar than to be boring. Woohoo! Bye, guys. Bye.